Everyday triumphs, extraordinary outcomes, a space where narratives connect. This is the Big Idea Box Podcast. Born at the Lab Miami, this podcast invites all entrepreneurs to share, support, and empower. invite everyone to really just close our eyes for a minute so that way we can just get in touch with our deeper self and let's use this moment to ask the creator of all gestures to allow us to be a vessel of communication and thus bring columns of light from the center of the galaxy so we become that vessel of light of communication, of important information that we're going to be spreading with all of our audience, the rest of the world, so that every single word that comes out of this podcast is going to be for the greater good of humanity, of Rachel Bigfoot, of Tamara Teodor, of Brian Chavarriaga and Juan Sebastian Arubla, and let this conversation also be a booster for confidence. So... We actually empower individuals to be true to themselves, regardless of their genre, regardless of the of their sexual orientation. Woo! So let it be it. Thank you guys so much for being here and for being open to this conversation. I really hope that we touch lots of hearts in this planet. Amen. Amen. Hello again, community. This is your host, Sebastian speaking. And today we have the Fab Four reunited again, talking about a very, very, very exciting topic. I would say it a very human, human topic. So I will let everyone introduce themselves again. And then we're going to dive in into gender equality, sexual orientation, all the LGBTQ community. So I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Hello. My name is Bryant, and I'm straight. I don't know if that's oh. right. <laughs> and it's part of it. It's Why how you identify for sure. <laughs> you stared at me so intensely when you said that. Just so you know, Rachel. All yeah. right, thanks. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I'm straight. Hi, I'm Tammy, and I'm straight. Hey, I actually love the fact that we out of the blue decided to <laughs> introduce our sexual orientation and um, I'll be actually taking over the the moderating today and I am happy to say that I am gay. So as a member of the LGBTQ community, the team has actually given me the opportunity to share some deep personal perception about the whole topic. So first of all, thank you all so much. I'm really grateful and really humble by this opportunity. And I really hope that whatever we share here helps to inspire others to just be true to themselves until the end, 100%. I feel like that's all we got. We don't have anything else to do here, but just stay true to our pure, pure, pure essence and just to be the best humans that we can. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank Very you for vulnerable topic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so now that we're all present here, we're going to be, again, discussing a very deep topic. And I'd like to start with some personal, deep, real experience as a gay member of the LGBTQ community. I would say one of the hardest things and one of the most scariest things that I've been through my life, if not the most, has been coming out, not to the public, but mainly to myself, like really accept myself as a gay being. It's been one of the most vulnerable aspects of my life. Um, I come from South America, Colombia more specifically, super macho mentality in the family, very traditional Catholic you know, all the all good stuff, not so good anymore and things are changing, thank God. But um, definitely not not something easy. Having said that, I feel like when the time came, I was actually 16 years old when I decided to come out to my family. That's when I realized at a very young age <clears throat> that accepting who I was was one of the greatest challenge in life. That's when I realized that when you do not accept your reality as is, that reality at some point, it's going to come to your face and it's going to be like, so what's up? When are you going to face me? And until then, I'm going to become that stepping stone in your life. So definitely, I would say that <clears throat> I became a man when I accepted myself as a gay being and when I decided to come out to the public, to my parents, to my friends as a gay being, like I said. So having said that, definitely a very, very transformative experience. Um, since I was 13 years old, I started having girlfriends and I actually started having sex with a girl. But it was so uncomfortable because in order for me to really be about it, be about it, I had to like keep thinking about guys and like, you know, just like transform this reality into like something that was not really something true to my essence. And so for about three years, I was like, you know, pretending to be somebody that I was not pretending to show to my family, to my friends, to like society in general, that I was this straight guy. When I was 12, my voice changed. So like nobody ever thought that I was gay because I was had, like I had a deep voice. And it's like that does not have to do anything with it. So anyways, for three years of my life, I would say that. I was living in hell, you know, like in denial and not wanting to accept because society just wants you to have, you know, kids and a wife and like just like this, this norm of a family that I always felt deep down inside that it's like that was not it. Mm -hmm. So definitely something vulnerable. But then I feel like right after that, um, life definitely changed that acceptance and being so vulnerable and open about it. I would say it opened up a whole new dimension of self-discovery, the true, true, true self-discovery journey. So because of that, I'm super grateful. I'm really glad that at a very young age, I decided to be brave and to just love myself regardless. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Sebastian. Thank you, Nyoni. So yeah, honestly, as I talk about this conversation, I feel like <clears throat> my voice kind of breaks because... I'm just really happy right now. And you guys know me and it's like, it's been a journey. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It. That's the time. Listen, take your time. <clears throat> Thank you. But 
it's been definitely a beautiful journey. And so because of that, I take this opportunity to encourage everyone to not only be true to themselves about their sexual orientation, but in regards to anything, what you like, what you eat, what you don't like, what you have to say, just be open about it. You know what? At the end, you are your own judge and your own judge is the one that matters. So, yeah, that's a little bit about how this journey began. And today I have to say that I'm super, super grateful to have the opportunity to be in this workspace, in this culture, surrounded by you guys that are just truly angels that came to my life and that have empowered me to be the best that I can. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So. Yes. I think um, we're all crying. <laughs> we did this morning. It's really real. It's been a very emotional day because we know that... <clears throat> You know, we're about the real life, and this is something so real that we truly don't get to talk about. <clears throat> and I really do appreciate the, the judge-free zone that we've all created and that we've all come up here and that we are projecting to society <clears throat> and that we're setting an example of. So having said that, I'm going to recuperate a little bit, drink some more wine and water. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank you, uh, <laughs> My pleasure. Um, I definitely want to segue into the last part that I said, which is being blessed for having this opportunity of having a super inclusive work environment, which this is what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Super happy and proud to be gay, but at the end, it's more than that. It's beyond that. It's how we actually create an environment and a culture that accepts everyone and everything truly by why they are and who they are. Mm -hmm. So... Having said that, Rachel, as the MD, the mama bear, <laughs> what's your what's your what's your take on this? How do you see all of this inclusiveness topic in the workspace? To be honest, it's something that brings me so much fulfillment and so much joy and so much love that we're able to facilitate a space, even if it's just for the four of us that we feel like we can come to a place of work and be accepted for who we are, have an outlet for our creativity, be appreciated for all of the hard work that we put in, be held accountable when we need to be, and be pushed to be the best versions of ourselves, but from a very loving, kind, and accepting place. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's not just the four of us that are affected by that, mentality we push that out onto the whole co-working space which then gets pushed out to the whole community which then gets pushed out to the whole world via this podcast so it's something that really resonates with me as my purpose and I feel with all of you too as yours as well to spread that unconditional love and acceptance for all mankind because with that, we can really create a change and we can live our best lives. Yes. Right. Um, the lab is a place where so many people have been here already and so many people pass through here. Um, we have people from all walks of life that either stop by, have attended an event, have been a member here. Um, or are currently a member, and everybody has a story, you know. Um, for me, 
I, I love being able to actually get to that story without any barriers. Um, so being able to hear about what, what makes my members happy and, um, what makes them laugh, what makes them scared, um, you can't you can't really understand a person unless you're willing to have a conversation about you know anything and everything uninhibited by fear um so where do we start how how can you start uh bringing down that that barrier uh to to really get to know the people around you um i think one important thing is like let's um let's get on the same page uh, vocabulary wise. So uh, a lot of people are, are learning more and more about the, the LGBT community. But for those of you who know nothing about it, um, let's start with LGBTQ and uh, the, the different uh, definitions uh, or the different, um, what would be the proper word? It's an I, I acronym. Heard, I heard you say it's an um, acronym, yeah. like genre or self uh, identification or, or sexual orientation. Um, so it's an acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer or questioning, um, which refers to people's sexual orientation or gender identity as well. Recently they've added I and a to the end of that. LGBTQIA. Exactly. Wow. Which stands for intersex, meaning people who sexually, biologically are born not with one or the other, both. Mm. And asexual, meaning you don't have a sexual preference. Right. You're not driven by by that thought, which for a lot of people, it's it's fully consuming. Mm -hmm. You know, their their every decision is is. Uh, driven by their sexuality sometimes. So just in the U.S. alone, 10 million adults, which is almost 5% of the population, are a part of this community. And um, over 5 million youths are a part of this community. And that's just from people who have self-identified. Wow. Not people who are currently in the closet or don't feel comfortable opening up Hmm. to their place of work about it. And the U.S. Supreme Court does not federally recognize any members of this community to have civil rights, basically, meaning places of work can openly discriminate against you for being gay, whatever it is, as part of that community, and it's accepted. Yes, um, so to chip in a little bit into that, and I think that that's something really crazy. We were talking about it today, and the fact that um, so what Rachel is referring to is the Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act. And something really crazy is that, like she said, they do not protect LGBTQ community rights in the workplace. So pretty much discriminating somebody right now because of their sexual orientation, it's legal, mm-hmm. which is outrageous. We are in 2009, and they're still going by... 2019. 19. 19. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was... But, Some, yeah. but sometimes it feels like it's 2009. With I wish we were. People are just... Were Thank you, guys. So 2019, and it's crazy that we're still just, like, having this judgment of this so sensitive topic based on 
something that it's so old. This was like from the 1960s. Yes. So taking it back to the workplace, I feel like one of the advantages that we have as a co-working space is that we have a very human approach. We really, there's a lot of term, there's a lot of names, there's a lot of terminology, right? But I feel like we come here clear as humans, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your race, regardless of your color, regardless of like anything. I feel like the fact that we have this very human approach is what really allow us to stand out. So definitely, definitely that's something that I feel like it really helped us to have this amazing culture that we have, which is really beautiful. And, you know, that you said so many amazing things (laughs) when um, when you were opening up this episode and opening up to us, to all of us. Um, One of those things that I found uh, really interesting is when you were talking about your your voice. Um, so we're here as well to address some like stereotypes, um, for the most part, people that really have this sort of like outdated view, uh, of, of, uh, sexual preferences and what that means, uh, for somebody like biologically, um, you have an extremely deep voice. Really? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I never knew you were gay for a while. Yeah. I kind of like have to come out and be transparent about it. So that's why gaining confidence with it has been key mm-hmm. to build transparent relationships, especially with my coworkers. Right. And I, I remember the day actually that you, that you came out to, to the team. Um, that was a great day. I, thought it, I, thought it was, I was so great. happy <laughs> because you just threw it in, into the middle of a sentence. Like you started the sentence and you were like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I was on the way. And then, oh, and then my, you know, my boyfriend at the time is uh, I'm gay, by the way. And then blah, 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 <laughs> and you just uh, kept going with the thing. We're like, OK, just cool. in case if you haven't seen me flipping my hair, I'm kind of <laughs> gay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that after that, uh, after that day. There's definitely been an increase in twerking in the office. <laughs> I kind of feel confident now. So you definitely you you are open and and wow. you know now you're I feel like you're so um cel- you're just celebrating every day. And that leads to a lot of dancing and a lot of singing and stuff and that's cool. <laughs> Thank you, Nyonis. Yeah, I feel like definitely that's what life is about and regardless of of what we prefer sexually, you know, the divinity of being a human. It's exploring our own happiness. How do we get to that? How do we live that? You know, regardless of anything, you know, like I remember that I had a period of my life where after I accepted myself as being gay, I was sort of like, oh, my goodness, I'm kind of short. And I was like doubting myself. So it's like, you know what? No, there are always going to be so many challenges along the path that if we allow them to take over, then they will take over. But life is not about that. Life is about like life is a twerk. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> life is a twerk. Life is That's a, a twerk. Tweet. That's a tweet. <laughs> That's a tweet. We'll be using that for social media. Absolutely, Nyonis. <laughs> I feel like that's what we're here for. And again, the fact that we, not only me as a gay being, but I feel like all of us have our own very unique, colorful personalities, and. It's such a safe space to just let the rainbow out, 
you know, in our own unique way. It's just such a blessing and truly, truly an example yeah. for a society. We're Thank very you, blessed to be part of of a community like this. And oh, by the way, we sell offices too. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Shameless as hell. I'm just saying that. And those like, offices. I wasn't saying that. You could be as gay as you want in those offices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Nobody's going to judge you. No Feel free. Right. Besides being gay, um, now, I feel like now more than ever, this whole idea of gender identity is coming to the surface as well, which can be the terminology is gender queer, gender neutral, gender fluid, which are people who don't necessarily see themselves as a he or a she, therefore they don't use those pronouns necessarily, or people going through transitions, uh, gender transitions, that opens up a whole other door, the transsexual community. Yes. Which I feel like they are marginalized far more even so than homosexuals. Because it's something that's just now being brought up to the surface. Bruce Jenner, for example. Yes. What uh, Caitlin went through. It's brought this to the surface, and now as a society, we're faced with it, and we have to feel feel it out and learn how to how to accept it and how to allow this conversation to be had and create certain procedures in the workplace and our society to open the doors for all individuals regardless of um, the binaries that we have grown up with in our society mm-hmm. yeah I feel like um, for any, entrepreneur or business um, that's walking down this road of like having this conversation and how does this affect my business? Um, well, immediately I'm going to tell you like it's it's kind of HR and operations. Um, there's definitely a lot to consider there when you really start uh, going through it. And we don't necessarily have all of the answers. I think that every entrepreneur and every business is its own case study, its own story, and you need to find the answers that are right for you. Um, but we're definitely, we, we want to open up this conversation so that we can at least start, you know, moving in, in the right direction. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about like uh, operations and, and HR and, and what that means with the LGBTQIA community? Well, certain things that companies now have to consider are dress codes. Yeah. For example, if you have a dress code that would limit a man for wearing a skirt for whatever reason, mm-hmm. or if you're going to discriminate against an individual for wearing a wig, um, as a man, I mean, these are things that you have to sort of look at now and not be discriminatory towards someone's self-expression um, and open the door for that. So especially, I think, if you have a very large company and you're creating procedures that are nationwide and you can't just be very, I guess, personalized to your employees, yeah. creating procedures that are scalable, Right. For everyone. And not just because it's the right thing to do, 
but you could also be missing out on amazing employees yeah just for discriminating them for what they're wearing or like that just seems that seems insane it could be somebody who is perfect for the job and no one will do that job better than that person you're gonna miss out on that because you don't like their wig it just seems like um very superficial (laughs) yeah missed opportunities yeah a lot of people are very quick to judge just on what they see on the surface and their own sort of judgments with that. Um, but yeah, it totally is no place to be taking for granted. Right. I mean, if anything, it's learning how to break away from things that we've been taught for generations and centuries. Yes. This society has been set up this way and whatever the norm is now wasn't the norm before we're supposed to be different we're supposed to look different we're supposed to like different things um and we're supposed to we all have different ways that we perceive and look at this world but if we're if it was shaped at such a young age and our parents and our parents parents believe those things it, it really is up to us to break those curses and shift the way we think and step outside of that box of like that's what i'm taught and that's it Yes. And that's really what it is. It's just deconditioning the condition. Deconditioning, yes. And like actually, Timmy, now that you mentioned that, I feel like so when we go through the topics that we were going to mention, um, one of the things that it was out there was like the female energy and the masculine energy. And I yes. feel like bringing a whole new understanding of what that is, because mm. I feel like regardless if you are a man or if you are a female, we both have those energies. So I truly feel like. Tammy, for example, has a really great balance in having those into place. You're extremely emotional, but then you also have your logic on point and your when you communicate to people, those two come out in a very balanced way. Yeah, so you. my pleasure in your knees. So I really do feel like what you brought right now, the conditioning. What did you say? Deconditioning the condition. Deconditioning the condition, it, it it's really down to coming at peace with those two energies so you can build your own perception based on those so i wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. how like what do you think that has shaped that on your end to have like those two sides so well balanced wow that's a beautiful question Oh, I wasn't wow. expecting to be interviewed, but <laughs> since you asked, hey, here we are. Well, hey, um, wow. You know, it's really interesting because you don't realize a lot of things about yourself until see people kind of put a mirror to your face. Um, and I would definitely have to say, growing up in a single parent home, mm-hmm. I had to watch my mother be a mother and a father. And that was very interesting mm. because she showed a lot of strength qualities, a lot of she had to be the breadwinner. There was no other breadwinner. When my father was in the picture, she was the one making the money. Um, and I looked at my mother in a very um, fluid way when it came to that because she didn't fit a box of a traditional um, wife or woman that was raising kids. Like she just didn't. Um, and because of that, and also just being myself, to be honest, just mm. I'm a very headstrong individual. I'm very, and I was kind of brought up that way. Um, I questioned everything, mm. I, and I also questioned authority, um, specifically my my mom as her as a parent. Mm. I questioned, you know, why I was why I'm being told to believe in God, or why I'm being told to go to church, or why I'm being told I need to learn how to cook to be a wife. 
those things mm. I always questioned those things and I, I, I trusted my inner child in that in that sense mm. and I wasn't afraid to ask um so it, it and as I got older I had to realize that if I being a woman of color just being a black woman it comes with a lot of trials and tribulations it comes comes with a lot of obstacles that you're not taught necessarily you're not given a handbook of these are the ways that you're going to handle all the situations that you're going to face True. because society set up a certain way where you're going to be questioned just because not only are you a person of color but you're also a woman right so right. I, you understand so talking about equality mm -hmm. <laughs> yes so this is another aspect of it and it, it's there's levels to it so i've had to learn as i go and you get tired of succumbing to people um and making yourself small um and people don't even know that they're hurting you. They don't, sometimes they don't know, sometimes they don't care. And you get tired of that and you get to a point where you have to learn how to stand up for yourself. Mm. And not only stand up for yourself being the angry black woman or just being angry, because it can come out that way. Um, and you're projecting your fear and projecting um, your angst. And that can only, I feel like that's expected, but it's different once when you approach someone and you handle a situation in a way where not only do you understand those aspects of yourself, but you understand the importance to be articulate in that and to make it very clear that it's past that. This is a basic human thing. Yeah. And you're out of you're out of place, you're out of line, and there's different ways to handle it. So I've had to just learn and I'm still learning. Yeah, we're all process, we're students yes. to this life and I'm still learning. Um and that I feel like that's the best way I can answer that question. And to that, be honest. no, and that was like so well put together and so beautiful because again, you're being so balanced about you know your emotions, Oof. and then on the other side, you know, you like the, the the logical aspect of it because of our experience and everything. So I also came from a single parent home. A single parent home. My mom raised two children, so I I feel like it goes hand in hand. Yeah. But then having said that, I have a question to all of you guys. Now that we're talking about female energies and masculine energies, do you guys think that these energies have to do anything with sexuality? Why don't we start with Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's what these questions are. Yeah, He's getting all right. oh, prepared well, like, today. Okay, right. So before you answer <laughs> your like, I feel like something beautiful about this group and this dynamic is the fact that consciously or subconsciously we have those two energies so well put together and that's why there's yeah. so much harmony in our communication how we manage this space how we call uh, how we curate our community so now that we're talking about gender equality and sexual orientation i feel like it's important to let people know that this is something really worthy to talk about and to understand what's a relationship or in that relation to sexuality. So, go ahead. I mean, absolutely, definitely worth talking about. Um, every, I mean, we're all, we're all humans, you know, and it's, it's part of our DNA to, for the most part, to be driven to um, reproduce and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I mean, even for those who are asexual, it's still a definition that is that can't be created without the idea of sex. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like yes. Mm -hmm. Like even even when somebody is trying to not be about sex, it's like that in and it of itself is an identification that was created because of sex. Mm -hmm. um, 
So definitely very important. Everybody on planet Earth should be having this uh, conversation because it's not just uh, affecting, uh, you know, like how you interact with your peers around you, but, you know, people are starting to realize that it affects um, your your business and your career and your your life and your lifestyle and and it's it's the core of everything essentially if you think about it but sorry if that was a little little tangent but no nyonyi what do you mean we we talking here we are <laughs> I, but I, I wanted to i wanted to say that because of the female energy versus male energy and um is that connected to sex right um i think that how do i answer this one i think that that it doesn't have anything to do with sex but i think that it is the most confused for being about sex right like people perceive it as okay if we're talking female energy and masculine energy it's like how much how bad do you want that sex right so for example what i mean is like when any uh, any male speaks to any female Um, any preconceptions of like, okay, you know, let's say, for example, the the woman might be feeling like, okay, I'm speaking to a man. There's a history of like men speaking to me just to get into my pants kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to assume that that's what that person wants, but there will be a, a wall up. There will be a right. certain barrier up so that I can protect yourself protect myself <laughs> and and find out the true intentions yeah. so that we can have this conversation or if i just clip it right here right now kind All of thing right, yeah. you get what i'm saying so it's it's definitely confused for sex mm -hmm. but it's not that at all mm -hmm. to me the difference between female energy and uh masculine energy is how how uh willing you are to to um engage with a person and, and get to know a person and connect with the person um, with with or without uh, sex being on, on the mind kind of thing. So uh, at the lab, I feel like we have a lot of uh, female members. So um, when I have conversations uh, with our female members, um, I you know i i let it I, i don't know like the way that i speak to them is just it's it's definitely always coming from a place of of respect and i'm not trying to I'm not trying to hit it you know what i mean like i just want to have this But conversation you, i just want to talk and stuff like that you don't give that those right. vibes of those right. aggressive right. masculine right thank you type of vibes um so yeah i never want to come off as like aggressive or you know some creep who only has like sex on the brain kind of thing um and i think I think that comes across and it allows me to connect with with a wide variety of people. Um, but I do remember the very first time that one of my members told me that I have really strong female energy. And instantly, I'm not going to lie for the sake of being honest for this conversation. <laughs> my my initial reaction, thanks to my conditioning, uh, was what did you just say to me? <laughs> you do know you what I mean? I'm like, girl, is that what she's saying? I'm straight. You know, uh, I just yes, want to yes, hit yes, it, girl. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, Let me in. No. <laughs> And that's why I love this topic because it's like we we tend to really just misinterpret 
these energies with our sexuality and that is not the case you right. know I really uh, do feel not to cut your shirt and your knees no, that not at all. the more balanced we have these two energies the more advanced of a humans will become right. right we're good with our emotional intelligence and we're also good with our intellectual intelligence and i feel like those two energies are related to that on a personal level i feel like the female energy it's really related to your right side of the brain, your creativity, your emotions, and the masculine energy. It's very related to your left side of the brain. And society has always taught us to like go either or either you're lefty or you're righty, you're creative. Why not be in both? If we have both fun facts, studies have shown that the brain, it's neither masculine or feminine. It's just the brain. Right. It's a processor. There are chemicals and there are things, but just like to throw that nugget in. So thank you for sharing that, Nyanis, because it makes sense. You see like what came up. It's like, so she acknowledged my female energy. Is she doubting my sexuality? Right. When it's not the case, you know, <laughs> it's such a different topic. So that's such a beautiful yeah. example. And it, it, it definitely, I mean, that, that moment came really quickly. And then instantly I knew, okay, she's, she means it more in, in a way of like, I can talk to you. Like I can actually talk to you and we're different genders you created a safe space it was very inclusive right 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 um and uh so i'm no longer i'm not offended by that (laughs) at (laughs) all like actually a compliment kind of right when when people tell me them thank you but um whenever whenever i um because that it's crazy how, how often like that that'll come up you know uh especially here um at the lab like we'll be talking about um we talk about energy all day every day different you know frequencies and vibrations totally. and the vibe and all that sort of stuff um and this is just you know uh, another huge part of that so that's what it means to me i'm sorry Thank if i went you. off that, no, was that makes sense so Thank like you. not moving on yeah. um i want to listen from the females of the fat four so oh. what's what's your relation to energies female masculine mm-hmm. and sexuality if you had an understanding or if you didn't have one like so what do you take by that so i guess my take on that is i haven't really thought about it too much in terms of myself and my energies because i've never really labeled myself or thought about it in that way of, oh, I have this masculine energy, or I have this feminine energy. I just am myself, and people, I think, put their own labels onto it. But I think from what society or what we would necessarily define it as, I think that it's very important to have those two energies very balanced and for you to be fully accepting of all of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're any less of a man if you have feminine energy and you're any less of a woman if you have masculine right. energy and not being afraid to be judged or being portrayed as, oh, wow, is she a lesbian? I just saw her do that. <laughs> it's right, right. Or how she carries herself. Right. She, like, yes. she has a deep voice. Maybe she's a lesbian. Right. That's so n- like I feel like that's very ignorant and that's very surface level. We're all just beings we're all human yes we all have our own self and our own energies within us and just being very accepting of that without that fear of that judgment is very important true 
But to answer your question, where I see that coming into play, I think as a businesswoman and just as a person myself, I think I do have a very strong masculine energy with certain things, especially with business. I take emotion completely out of it. I'm not very emotional. I can see the logic in things very clearly and I act accordingly to that. I don't act with a lot of emotion um, for the most part. Obviously, I'm an emotional person, but I wouldn't say I'm overly emotional as maybe some other people are. Um, So that being said, I think society or people can take that as, oh, well, she's just unapproachable. She's intimidating. I've had people in the airport come up to me and I wasn't doing anything. And they're like, you're so intimidating. You must intimidate all the guys. And I'm just like, first of all, (laughs) I know you're just trying to like get in the pants. But some of these like lines are whack. Y'all need to drop them. They suck. suck. It's like, dude, I'm literally just standing in line. What do you want me to do? Breathing. But yeah, I think society sort of puts that uh, pressure on women to be very feminine mm-hmm. all the time. And you can't, you know, right? it's you like, don't have to worry about that all the time. Honey. True. You can just be, you. be a person and don't worry about what people are expecting of you or what people are going to judge you for. I think just be accepting of yourself and it doesn't have to be like anyone else. You can just be who you are and anyone's interpretation of that oftentimes is their own insecurities coming up. Hmm. True that, Rachel. Well said. Hey. I feel like that was your masculine speaking. <laughs> that was my man talk. For, for real, you're definitely, definitely, definitely a true master when it comes to dealing with business from a non-emotional perspective. Yes. And I do feel Thank like you. that's it's when... Powerful. Yes, very. Thank when you. When the balance comes out and it projects and, and we've learned and, and so it therefore contributes to the whole energy that we put into the space. So thank you for that. Um, thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Yon is Tammy. Hey. Hey, what up, girl? What's poppin'? I feel like you all have answered beautifully. And <laughs> I don't, I definitely don't want to be redundant, but I'll take it from a personal experience with my brother. My brother lives in Seattle, Washington. I used to live in Seattle, Washington for 10 years, and there is a huge queer community, a humongous LGBTQ. Oh my God, LGBTQIA. <laughs> I think we need to make this acronym a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> like humans. Human community. <laughs> the human community. Right. Yes. Human eccentric unicorns. Unicorn community. The unicorn community. We're all unicorns. Um, and my brother, I feel like, has been one of my greatest teachers when it comes to better understanding the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and sexuality. Mm. Um, my brother, we're two years apart, and we're only, it's just the two of us. And I've Older or younger? I'm older, he's younger. Okay. He's my younger brother. So I've watched him grow up, and then I've, there's also been like some gaps in um, us being around each other based off who was living with my mom and moving around. And so now my brother's at a point where he's become very comfortable with his feminine energy. And it's different when it's someone you love. Mm. I'm going to say it like that. It's different when you some, it's someone you love and you care about them because you're kind of forced to look at things from a different perspective. It's put in your face. And mm. you, you are put in a position like, is this going to make or break or change how you look at them? 
yes or no. It's a very black mm. or white question. And then you move from there. So with my brother, I he confides in sharing certain things with me. And he started, I think this was like last year, I had went back home to see them. It's been, it was like years since I'd seen them last, something like that. And he was starting to open up and share with me some experiences he was having with other guys. And I'm like, oh crap. No like, way. Yeah, and I was like, oh crap. But he also, he loves women. He dates women, but he definitely is open to men. And so I had to be a listening ear and to not judge. Mm. And I chose to do that, obviously, because I love my brother. Yeah, like I care about him right. as a person. So he had been, the way he was able to articulate himself in his young 20s and the way he understood like how people looked at him and how he didn't give a shit about it really like spoke volumes to me, knowing that he grew up in a Caribbean home, just like mm. me, grew up in a very religious home, just like me, and for him to take that stance and to be proud of it and to not care and to be open and willing to share it with someone that he cares about really like took me aback. And I was like, wow, he just mm. taught me something very valuable, hmm. very, very valuable to understand that because when you, if you were to meet my brother, he looks like a very scruffy dude with a beard. Um, he's very sinister and like has little snarky jokes. And um, he's a mechanic. He's an auto mechanic. He loves mm. cars. He works with cars. And he's telling me this about his truth. So imagine that. So he really breaks the norms in that way. And it helped me realize that they're, they're not the same. They're, they're different. And they play their roles. Energies mm. play their roles. And sexuality plays its separate role. Beautiful, and they right. can be yes. fluid and they can work together. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Exactly like that. Examples. <laughs> like it's huh. not about sexuality, but it easily is confused for sexuality. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and taught. You know, right. We're taught to like miss. We're so misinformed. Yeah. Off bat. So we have to do our homework and better understand and use these beautiful experiences mm -hmm. of people willing to share. Yeah. That's why platforms like this or people being willing to open up to you and tell you some of their most you know, deepest thoughts and deepest, you know, uh, revelations is important for you to be like, to listen and be open yeah. to it and just take it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially those uh, CEOs and, and the, the, the mm. business people that it's like, if you're going to be dealing with a high volume of human beings, so like here we do co-working and events, like the, the two kind of uh, things where it's just like, we're going to have a high traffic mm -hmm. uh of, of people like in in the space and that we're going to be interacting with and that you know like that's what the business is mm -hmm. or like the food and beverage industry as well you know like when you're just dealing with a high volume of human beings like i feel like there's definitely a responsibility on the business owner or the ceo um to be considering these things and looking looking yes. at it through a lens of like Okay, how can how can we, um, you know, really be more inclusive? Yeah, inclusive yes. because you know? that again, not just because it's the right thing to do, because it's the right thing to do as a human right. being, but it's like that's business. That's like your it your. It's like you're you're telling half your audience that they're not welcome there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, and it's so interesting that you mentioned that, Nyonis, because so to share a little bit of a personal experience with my current partner. He is older than me from a different, the different generation. And so what I find or what I used to find constantly was the fact that because of his career, he had suppressed 
so much of his, his his sexuality and his female energy and like who knows what else just like keep a career because of what what are they going to say this is totally going to compromise my future my career my you know whatever so i feel like it's so important to understand that the new workforce is really changing how we do business the new workforce wants to be inclusive so it is really important for CEOs, business owners, whoever is willing to be a leader of people. It's really important to understand that the more understanding, the more diverse you are about the people that you're working with, the better your business is going to run. Definitely, It's really, really, really important. For example, um, one of the topics that we were talking about when you know we were coming up with this amazing idea was the pronouns topic. Yes. so new so important to like keep in mind i personally i consider myself new to it i like i choose not to like um be called certain he she it or you know them. any of them because i just feel like i'm a human and i accept myself as a human and that that is my pronoun my pronoun is human so moving on to the next topic and bringing on this pronoun subject that is so so important so let's say when you're going to be hiring your next employee when we're going to be welcoming our next member to the space is it important is it not important to keep this in mind from an integrity perspective from a respectful perspective so let's bring it on pronouns <laughs> gender <laughs> neutrality you know and like we respect and we welcome and we are totally open to you know the people that come here and they're approach to this right so well this also goes into the hr concerns as a business owner if you have forms that an employee is filling out yes those forms typically mm. will have he or she on the form and then maybe an other but you have to just be aware of those things as well as benefits a lot of time healthcare plans won't cover same-sex um, couples what mm -hmm. So you just have to be aware of all of it. That's so crazy. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's so interesting that you bring that up um, because it's not just pronouns because those pronouns, uh, again, like there's a lot of documentation uh, that goes into running any business. Um, so you want to make sure that you're coming correct on that as well. But also when you're... Uh, talking face-to-face -face with whatever client it might be or whatever. Um, again, that's just one of those things where a, a quick conversation will do. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's, not like it's not like you'd be offending anybody. Uh, it's, you're literally trying to, to be inclusive and, and to be considerate of them. So just having that quick conversation, like... There's no way that, that uh, you know, I feel like they, they would be, anybody would be super appreciative because you're trying to be considerate and um, and you open-minded and, and have anybody, like, feel welcome. Totally. Um, Being mindful about this topic really expands the horizons of what we've known so far of what sexuality is. Right. So you really, really, really important. I was just going to ask, you mean having a conversation in terms of just asking? Yeah. If they prefer, a, if they have a preference in terms of um, a pronoun and how they would like to be referred? Right. Okay. That makes I sense. mean, if you have a different view yeah. on that, let me no, know. No, 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 no. That's actually <laughs> something that we talked about when we were trying to, when we were getting this 
um, episode together and we were talk- yeah. going over our talking notes, I actually brought it up and we yeah. were talking like, oh, what if that's something that we would choose to bring up right. when we are onboarding and asking like members how? like, hey, do you prefer he, she, they or them? Right. Z, that's another yeah. one. Um, and Z? then Z, yeah, that's another one. There's quite a few. Okay. This is news to me. There's quite a few. What is Z? A zombie, I, I don't believe. remember. <laughs> Not a zombie. It's another letter to remember. It's another one, but I don't remember oh, wow. what it means. But there are, they're not too many, but like, I think five-ish, five or four, five or six. Mm. Um, Can I just say ones. something? Like, I feel like I, I feel like we are trying so hard to be inclusive, but at the same time, we're segmenting people even more. Because mm-hmm. we're saying, oh, you're LGBTQI, like you're putting yourself in a letter mm-hmm. and you're putting yourself in a pronoun, but it's it's separating people even more, I feel, sometimes. Like right. putting them in I a, a certain that. category totally or section. Yeah. yeah, and that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's finding a balance like anything else right. and like yeah. learning where it's you're doing too much or when it's just enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as a result of that conversation that we had, we were like, well, if someone were to approach us and tell us, hey, mm-hmm. I prefer this, and that's where it would make sense for us to be mindful of that mm-hmm. and consider it. Right. But it may not be, at least for a small space like this, mm-hmm. we may not have to go ahead and continue like actually asking every person on onboarding. Right. You know, But if right. it's in a corporate setting or if it's in a space where they take that very seriously, like for, for example, like Lush, I feel like is a space that's very mindful of that. They're a skincare the skincare um, hand good handmade goods company. Like they soap. Make, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, they make, make soaps, amazing. make shampoos and all that. And they're very like inclusive um, in their work yeah. uh, workspace. And so that I feel like that's a space that they would like consider asking mm-hmm. you something like that when you are onboarding. But you know, it's all preference, right. and you choose what works best for you as a business owner, right. as someone who's managing other people. It's like it's really up to you, but being mindful that that might come up, and having some sort of procedure, a way that you want to approach it, so that you're not offending mm-hmm. anyone, and you're just being considerate. Right. Yes, and also like touching based on what Rachel said, because even being a member of the community, I feel like where it comes from is that. So we're truly talking about minorities in society. So I feel like all of these minorities group, they've all they've we've been trying to find the way to let people know, like, hey, we're here. Pretty Do much. not ignore us. Mm-hmm. We have rights as humans. You know, it's it's such a powerful thing to be a human and we're just being neglected. So from a personal standpoint, I also feel like if we didn't have all of these segregations, connotations and like all of these things, it would be like easier once we understand and embrace that we are just humans, right? We all come right. through the same process. We were all at some point a sperm mm-hmm. competing with a bunch of other sperms and we made it through the race. Whether we made it here as a male, as a female, as a transit, as whatever it is, we are come we like we're here as humans. So I feel like it really does come from that perspective. So do I share the fact that we're still being segregating with terms and like all of this maybe not really but i do empathize with the fact that it comes from a point where people just want to be acknowledged Mm, that makes a lot of sense you know it's like they want to be identified exactly identify with something but just like identify it do not continue to ignore us because we are part of this society as you know my brother my sister the animal the plants the air like everything it's Mm -hmm. part of everything so I do sort of like empathize with that. And I noticed that when we were touching base on this topic, 
we mentioned something which is like okay what questions to ask yeah right it's like okay so if you are a leader ceo business owner and you want to be more inclusive there are questions that you could include in your onboarding process but i also feel like we have to be super sensitive in regards to the questions that we ask and that we don't ask so for example um whenever i decided to share with x person oh i'm gay and i have a partner and like all of this and that one of the questions that always came up was oh are you the male or the female <laughs> and i was like which Ew. what does that mean exactly like what do you mean i am i am a human that is living with another human it's like things that are just like so out of context mm. so that's on a personal level we were touching based more on like a professional level mm -hmm. but i feel like it's also really important to just like break so many taboos of questions that we ask members of this community as if they were like from some other planet or who knows and it's like you know what no yeah so uh we did sort of like this interaction with my personal social media i actually asked people what are some of these questions that you think that are valid and not valid but before we share a few of those so we are mindful of the time i sort of want to know also your perspective guys mm -hmm. so let's say you know we are in this community we're inclusive af what questions do you think that we should and shouldn't ask to somebody <laughs> that's a member of the lgbtq community and it could be either or um boop drop the mic Ooh. <laughs> this is fun uh, i know i love is, these questions thank, <laughs> thank you so much thank you you're With killing it as you really moderator are. thank you you are you are beautiful you. it's from my heart my heart speaking right now thank you we can feel it thank you thank so you. much wow so questions questions um i know that <clears throat> So Let's I, be real. I, Let's I have be real. I have a I have a question for out. for Sebas, but since you asked us a, a question first, I want to address that. But then the one that I want to come back to. Um, so are we're talking about like uh, do's and don'ts in terms of when you're having the conversation uh, with somebody? Is that is that what we're doing or? Yes, I feel like so we were touching base more on a personal level. So like onboarding. So like to be more inclusive, you know what to ask and what not to ask. But I feel like. Right now, since we're bringing like mm. this superhuman approach, it's like, okay, so you're having a conversation with somebody that just came out to you and be like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm gay. I have a boyfriend. Or this girl comes to you and is like, you know, I have a girlfriend. Or this transgender person comes to you and be like, you know what? This is what's up. So like, what do you think are one of those questions, you know? I, I think Real. I think I think one question that I would never <laughs> is, um, do you feel like you were born that way? Oh, that one's wrong. it that's is. Terrible. That's such a good one. <laughs> that's that's a really good one. Were you born or were you made? All right, and yeah, and the reason cool. the reason why I would say like I would never is because there's so many complexities into you know every every person is its own universe. You know, we yes. have so many experiences and so many little stories where even if I were you know married to somebody um i will never ever ever have a grasp of their experience of their life right true there are so many little subtleties and so many moments that that i will never uh be there for but i can still you know connect with the person and and, and love them and and all that sort of stuff 
without knowing every little thing about them. So I feel like that kind of question is extremely loaded. <laughs> and, it is. And it's almost like when I hear that question, it's almost like somebody's not really asking something, but trying to tell something. Right. It's like that. Again, that is gossip. Projection. That is chisme. It's projection. Yeah, projection. And right. instead of like, so from that, thank you. That was a beautiful question because I have been asked that before. And something that I do have to say is just acknowledge the fact that you have a human right in front of you being open and vulnerable to yourself. That is more than enough for us to be like, so, you know, it's just unnecessary. So that's a really good question. And yes, that is a don't. <laughs> Next. <laughs> for sure. Yes. I feel like personally, I am very, very... Uh, aware of people's personal space and their own privacy and I never pry into people's personal lives unless they feel comfortable to open up to me about it so I would never feel comfortable to just ask someone straight out oh so tell me about you know xyz about being gay or whatever mm-hmm. I think it's more about being allowing that person to feel comfortable that it's a safe I'm a safe person to talk to and open up to and I'm not going to judge them for whatever they want to tell me but I more often than not I listen and get to know the person and then if I feel comfortable with okay maybe this question will allow me to get to know them better I'll ask it but I very rarely will just blatantly ask someone a a question I feel like that's very rude personally Um, but one thing I think that goes along with what Bryant was saying is like oh when did you realize you were gay It's kind of like, I feel like people think that because I think in our own experience of maybe being straight, you just, it's so the norm and accepted that it's like, oh, when did you become straight? Yeah, when did you realize you were straight? (laughs) Well, I kind of always, I don't know, when did I develop my sexuality? Like, that's such a a weird question, you know? It was third grade. Yes. (laughs) My teacher, Miss Kimberly. (laughs) She taught me everything. Miss Kimberly, you know (laughs) what you did. Oh, that went really but I, was, I never had a teacher name. It seems like you did. <laughs> God, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's listening. But I don't she's think dead. she's listening. She's dead. She's dead. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, I would sometimes say, this gets dark. Yeah, we're getting a little sensitive. Buckle up. I would say listen more than, more than ask. Mm. Because... People will share with you what they feel comfortable sharing. And if they don't feel comfortable or you feel like maybe, oh, this is an invasive question, then I would think twice about asking it because you don't know how that's going to affect that person and make them feel segregated and less than and different. And I mean, just be mindful with your questions. that It's not doing that and it's not coming from a place of projecting your own thoughts and insecurities. Thank you, Yunis. That was so beautiful yeah. and so humane, very mindful and very empathetic. So Thanks. that's very a beautiful. True. It is very. Yes, that's very absolutely. much how you are. Yeah, I never it doesn't even beyond obviously sexual orientation or anything. I don't like to pry into people's personal space. I let them come to me mm-hmm. and I don't feel comfortable being like asking certain questions. I wouldn't feel comfortable if someone asked me that. So I'm very much 
treat people how I would want to be treated. Mm. Those basic kindergarten principles. You know. The golden rule. Do you have nothing nice to say? Muy don't say it at importante. all. It's true. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, there there is another question that uh, popped into my head in terms of like, like I know I don't ever ask this, and again, it's because it's one of those things where it's like it's the framing where you know people already feel a certain way and it's sort of like it's just framed a a particular way but like um questions related to um i feel like i've heard this one before where it's like um oh do you feel like it's easier for you to have uh sex with a lot of partners because you are gay oh yeah Mm. yeah i've heard you know where it's like yes. the assumption is like oh yeah. all men are dogs and if you, it's like all men down to be are done with grinder yes. other men and yeah the, <laughs> yes <laughs> or that they totally confuse being homosexual with being promiscuous yes that's the totally yeah. exactly and that mm-hmm. thank you your knees and that is super valid so from my personal standpoint i would say um again we were so secluded at some point that it's almost like, you know, when you find that hidden toy, right? It's like, oh, I found it and like it's in a hidden place. So it's like now it's mine. And like and then you probably just want to do more and more and more of that. Gratefully, from my personal experience of my mom has always taught me to be super careful with who I share my energy with, mm. especially your sexual energy. Something that she mentioned always was whenever you go to bed with somebody, you're not only sharing that moment, you're sharing past lives, past energies, you're sharing so much things that you don't even know. So because I was always so mindful, thanks, mommy, for teaching me that of who I share my sexual energy with, I would say that's a taboo. Also, do not ask that because it's like, you know what, that is pretty old mentality, I would say. And right now I feel like us, this community, are really focused on just building relationships out of love, Mm -hmm. whether it is your personal relationship, your worker relationship, your social school, whatever it is, I feel like we're really coming from a very loving point. And with that said, I feel like promiscuity was an old thing because of the the segregation that used to happen. But I feel like right now things are so much more open that is not there's no really need of that, right? It's like the thrill of it. Exactly, the thrill of it. But like once you find that thrill with your partner, it is amazing. And once you appreciate your energy, your whole being as this (laughs) sacred human being, I feel like things really do shift a lot. That was a good one, Yonya. Okay. Hey, what up? I'm pretty good at being offensive. <laughs> I am offended after so this So I couldn't podcast. ask this, but let me ask. <laughs> yeah. But no. Is, <laughs> like, you know what's I, really rude? I'm going to ask. Right yeah, but I love the fact that being real because these are things that are still happening. And if we do not speak about this freely mm. and in a safe manner, they're going to still continue to be a taboo. So I really hope that, like we said at the beginning, that we're setting an example for those that are still yet to come out Mm -hmm. that are maybe having a promiscuous life or that you know Mm -hmm. we never know Mm -hmm. just be mindful of your sexual energy it is sacred and it opens up so many doors once you decide to take care of it out of borders i have one yes offend us (laughs) not gonna offend (laughs) what wouldn't you ask ask it 
Um, I was gonna mention that uh, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, there's like a there's been a, a taboo um, expectation that you're supposed to be flamboyant. <laughs> okay, and that's actually something that you've uh, mentioned previously, like it's like us talking uh, at the front desk, <laughs> nothing new. Um, and it's just like, some people will assume that it's okay to be like, oh, it's okay, bitch, that's fine. It's mm-hmm. like, just cause I'm gay doesn't mean, or just cause I'm queer, period, right. queer is more overarching, that it doesn't mean that you can offend me by using a term that you think is an endearment right like that's between me and if i want to use that with other people it doesn't mean that just now you found out that i'm gay or i'm queer and that um i have a different sexual orientation that you can talk to me a certain way mm. um like assuming <laughs> yeah. that like yes it, it it's an assumption and yeah ugh. Yeah. Such a good one, Tammy. I've been talking to and Spirit this whole yes. time. I'm like, tell and me what to Spirit ask. Spirit speaking saying. because, so I'll tell you this and thank you for opening up this moment. So let's say if we are in a friendly, safe environment and we're joking around and then the comment comes, hey girl, whatever, da 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 I feel like it's part of, you know, the fun. But when some random that just found out that I'm gay or that this person is, you know, has some sexual orientation and they just come like super fresh. I feel like that it's like, mm, no. <laughs> I don't even know you like that. That Exactly. You can't do that. And about the flamboyant topic, um, the first thing that came to my mind was the following. <laughs> so when I decided to come out to my family before I did it to my mom and my brother, I actually did it to my dad. We never lived together, but because of life circumstances, you know, my first boyfriend, I, I had my first boyfriend when I was living with my dad. And so I remember noticing this pattern when I was coming out to people, especially in my family. The first one, my dad. I was like, okay, so boom, drop the news. I'm gay. I have a boyfriend. And mind you, so I've had this voice and I've been like always relatively manly, whatever that means. I've been just myself. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, so... I do not agree with the fact that you're gay. I respect it as long as tomorrow you don't decide to wear a skirt or that you decide to wear high heels. And so at that moment, I was like still not confident enough to be like, and so if I want to do it, what? What you going right? to do? What you going to do? At that time, I was like, no, that's you're not going to happen. You're so vulnerable in that moment. Right. Yeah, but at that moment, I was like, so like in such a soft moment that I was like, no, and scared, still scared. Of like course. you're coming out to the female, like the female figure of the family. I'm sorry, to the male, male figure, figure of the family. And so when he said that, of course, like out of like, you know, fear, I was like, no, that's never going to happen. Like, you know, like what you see here is, you know, what, what actually happens in, in normal life. But then after so many years, that always I like, kept drilling in my head. I was like, you know what? And if I want to fucking wear a skirt and heels and just be a queen, so fucking what? You know, mm-hmm. it's like it it's matter. my my own truth. So thank you for bringing that up because mm. I feel like I needed to share that. So if you are out there and you want to dress up whatever way you feel like it, go for it. Be free and be happy. Let your spirit be explore and evolve mm. oh, beautiful Actually, 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is such a beautiful. <laughs> it's opening up a lot. Like we're we're Ooh. learning so much. Yeah. And Daddy and I love you, by the way. But <laughs> con amor. Con mucho amor. Yes. Yeah, actually, specifically about that topic, I remember that you did. I forgot if it was like on on Instagram. You did like a story or something where it was like. It was it was like that. It was kind of almost like a, a parody kind of video where it was like it was you with a wig on, and yes. you were. It was like it was you Freedom. telling your dad that you know that, right. that like this is who I am kind of thing, and that was you being a little bit more like uh, super jokester kind of yeah, very cheeky about it. Um, oh, and wow. I thought that was hilarious, but it was also like. That was a message. You know? was yes, thank you, Mies. And it was very refreshing. And yes, that was actually one of our members, um, former members that's not still with us, but he was so true to himself that he actually inspired part of this conversation. Yes. Um, oh, I've been thinking a lot about him today. Yes. You know, and he was just I like wish he was here. Coming with the wigs and you. everything. And it's like, you know what? You seem to be have good thoughts and good intentions, and that's what you're projecting. Whatever ornaments you have, they're just like go with it and it's beautiful and we mm -hmm. were so thankful and appreciated that so much so sending our yes. love to you mm. all the love to you we you know who you are, are. Oh! <laughs> did you just say that together that just happened yeah. Yeah. that truly just happened and having said that so we're super free we're very understanding very accepting very inclusive But we also understand that setting our boundaries is really important. Yes. yes. Setting boundaries with integrity and transparency, it's so important in order to build an inclusive workspace. Hmm. So we're going to move on. In, in the spirit of, of what you're saying, I have a question for you. Since we all got questions, I think you should get a question. Okay. Um, <laughs> to to sort of like reel it reel it back in and and um, you know talk about um, sexual identification and and the workplace and stuff like that. Um, do you feel like there was a moment w in specifically in the workplace where you felt like you were neglected um, mm. or or they did you wrong? Um, is that something that you can share with us? Or discriminated against because yes. of your sexual orientation. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And that actually, so at the beginning of this um, segment, we mentioned how we did some sort of like interaction with my personal social media. And I asked people, what are some of the questions that you want to know about that we should and shouldn't ask? And that was actually one of the questions. Do you feel like because of being a member of this community, At some point, you've been either neglected or discriminated against in the workplace. And the answer is yes. Of course, we're not going to go so much into detail, but... No names, no names. Just to, like, you know, name briefly what had happened. But it um, wasn't it wasn't the lab, let's yeah, just say that. Oh, honey, I wouldn't be working here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you no, know, like, this conversation wouldn't be happening, but no, it was not the lab, of course. Thank God. Not to name names, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that time when you, like, were, like, I was, like, no. <laughs> 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 But yes, that did happen. So I remember that I was working my shift and my current boyfriend, partner, fiance, Oosh. my yes. soulmate, oh. had an accident 
And so I remember that when I was telling my manager, I really have to end my shift right now because my boyfriend had a car accident. So I have to leave. And I remember this person saying, oh, he's not your boyfriend. That's not a family emergency. Oh, no. I was like, I have a family emergency. My boyfriend just got into a car accident. So this person was like, oh, that's not a family emergency. He's just your boyfriend. And I was like, bitch, what do you mean by that? And that was my last night at that job. So mm. to tell you that, it had happened. Mm. And because at a certain point in my life, I decided to be true to myself. And I was like, okay, that was the wrong answer, dude. Honestly, that's right. none of your business. It's a family emergency. Do not question mm. that. Mm -hmm. So it has happened. And so you feel like they would have responded differently if you would have said girlfriend. Probably so, right? So if I would have said, like, oh, you know, like, so I have a family emergency and my girlfriend just got into a car accident or she broke a nail or whatever, then it would have been like, okay, so that's oh, a you family got emergency. Yeah. She broke you know? a nail. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like that the approach would have been... <laughs> It would have been like, you got to go fix that nail. And I was like, like I oh my go God, she broke a nail. nail Cause I got my whole kid for that acrylic, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, no, but, you can't uh, go anymore. You can't go anymore. Um, so yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because yeah, it happened. And I feel oh like if God. it would have been the other way around, the approach would have been different, but it was not. And to be quite honest, I actually never realized that it was like, sexual discrimination up until the moment that you brought it up and i was like oh, it actually happened to me and i didn't realize it so that's crazy yes it had happened wow and so that's one of those things where operations and hr meeting um you know your <laughs> sexual identification that's that's a prime example it's like okay when uh, we're talking about family emergencies who do you consider to be family you know, mm. and if someone's coming up to you and saying they have a family emergency, you don't question you it. You do not That's right. question it. It's like, go, like, why are you still here? It doesn't matter if it's your removed uncle from like right. generations. I don't right. know. My cat's cares? having a panic attack. That's my family. Do you like my family? You know, they don't know you raised exactly. kitties that are your children. For eleven, those eleven, we eleven. Oh, sorry, but I'm losing <laughs> one of them. Sorry, they're all part of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so definitely really important and definitely important to keep that in mind in order to have that balance in the workplace mm -hmm. mm. and then again like going back to just making sure that whenever we are building this environment that we are transparent and that we act from integrity so from that perspective why do you think and i'm gonna point at rachel since you know again you're mama bear <laughs> of the place why do you feel like are some of those traits important to keep in mind when you're setting those boundaries in the workplace it's mm. a good question i think it's very important if i see someone being mistreated in an unfair or discriminatory way i will definitely bring that up i've always been that type in school to mm. point out at the bullies if they're bullying the other little kids like no that's not okay and i'm going to stand up for the person who doesn't have the voice and it doesn't matter if it's between members, between, you know, one of our employees. Mm -hmm. I think it just needs to be brought to the surface and be like, okay, this isn't okay. Let's just talk about it. Not from a reprimanding sort of way, but just a lot of times people aren't doing things with bad intentions. They're just unaware of mm -hmm. how they're 
actions and the way they come across maybe and they might be the nicest person in the world but the way they're um sort of treating someone can come across to that person Mm. so I think that's just one personal thing that I make sure to do and also just making sure that we're all on the same page of okay this is how as a team we have to come together and um and act so just making sure that the team is all on the same page because if we have people doing one thing and someone doing another thing true it represents the whole so Mm. if you have a team member who's doing something or treating someone a certain way that's maybe inappropriate Mm -hmm. it represents the entire organization and people can look down and see cracks in the wall if just one person is doing something out of line and obviously it's super easy for us because we're four people Mm -hmm. but imagine you know companies who are hundreds of employees how do they go about putting those boundaries into place and I think it really has to do with the the individuals themselves Mm. you know yes can I can I throw you like a crazy question yeah okay (laughs) ready for this one it's gonna be a hot curveball you're something (laughs) else (laughs) would you fire somebody for being closed-minded Mm. In what sense? Like if they outwardly were, you know, super straight, don't touch me, dropping F-bombs, like very, if somebody was so not mindful where it's like they're doing their job well, but they're, they're just, they act in a certain way where it's very offensive to uh, the LGBTQIA community. Well, that is a very good question. In general. Mm -hmm. I would say that I am a very understanding and empathetic person, and I'm very forgiving, and I will give people a lot of chances. Um, Not to say that I would let someone do something inappropriate time and time and time again, Mm -hmm. but I would definitely allow the person a chance to improve and be better before just being like, oh, you did this, you're out. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I would definitely bring it up to them. And if, you know, it's something obviously that's super terrible that it's like, oh, my God, we cannot have this person anywhere near the building. (laughs) Then obviously that's one thing. But if it's something that maybe they're just not aware of and they're doing something subconsciously that's causing offense to others, I would make sure to have a conversation with them before just being very intolerant, because I think that that's intolerance in itself. Mm. Just saying, oh, no, you screwed up, you're out. That's an amazing answer, actually, because um, sometimes we we forget like to people that are that are ignorant, like we need to realize and and look at them as like this is an opportunity for them to learn and for them to grow because they're way behind, you know. And so instead of being like, you know, outwardly like aggressive towards somebody who is just like, okay, you don't get it yet kind of thing. And, and you're uh, still acting very uh, ignorant and, and sort of almost even childish about like how you're, you're dealing with this whole conversation um, instead of reprimanding them. And, and cause that's not the answer. You know what I mean? No, it's it's yeah. not, we shouldn't be attacking uh, ignorance. We should be educating. Totally. Yes. And I think we have done that time and time again. We accept all interns. We're accepting interns right now. Yes. Hit us up. 
at thelabmiami.com. What's up? (laughs) But (laughs) we have, I mean, in a given summer, we'll have 10, 12 interns all from different walks of life, different experiences, and being sort of a vessel to allow them to grow with us. And of course, people are going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. No one's perfect, especially at that young, vulnerable age. So just being aware and accepting that they're probably not coming from a very bad intention. They're just, they just don't know and they need to learn. Mm, right. Exactly what Brian said. That is so beautiful. And actually, so I feel like this conversation that you, as Rachel, opened up a door to sort of like our next topic, which is, so clearly we've been talking here about being inclusive and dealing with a workspace that, you know, we sort of like work really hard to create this culture where everyone belongs, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like something really important to make that happen is dealing with each other's differences. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about we accept interns and we accept each other, we understand each other, I feel like something that is really crucial is to just really work with those differences. How it's a place going to be inclusive if we do not empathize with our own differences. So Mm. to start the ball rolling, I want to share my personal perspective on this because I feel like this has been my biggest platform for me to deal with differences, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, honest to God, what has helped me big time is being vulnerable and also being compassionate, right? The minute that I accept that whatever someone's saying, thinking, expressing does not align with my core values, with whatever, whatever, whatever. I feel like it's a really courageous act to say, okay, I feel like this is really not aligning with me. Mm-hmm. It might be hurting me, right? It might be doing something to my heart, to my spirit. And so I need to communicate. So I feel like in order for me to deal with our own differences, especially like with so many members, you know, we welcome so many members from so many different backgrounds and sometimes we just have to like deal with differences in order to make a business happen um i feel like really being vulnerable first with yourself and empathizing with what's going on with your heart it's really important so you can move on to the next step which is okay be vulnerable second step will be empathize right and by being vulnerable communication like you said it's key open up a conversation by saying hey this is how I feel mm-hmm. about this situation. This is how I'm being affected by it. And I also think that this is how we can work with, like, wh- what's our... Common ground. Common ground, exactly. Yeah. So from a personal standpoint, to deal with differences, be vulnerable and empathize with the other person is really important. Mm-hmm. And now I want to open up the mic to you guys. How do you all deal with our own differences to make things happen? Mm. I can say, if you don't mind, I start for a second. Um, I was going to mention, when it comes to dealing with differences, I think one of the main things is being willing to listen. Um, Because we come with so many different perspectives. We all grow up with different backgrounds. And we can come with a lot of preconceived notions of what we thought or what we've been taught, or what we don't know. And you can project that and put that on people without realizing. And one thing that I feel we do very well as a team, um, 
and how we deal with our differences, at least I can use this example, um, is that we are willing to have those kind of uncomfortable or difficult conversations and allow us to engage in in those type of questions. And um, like, for example, there's times where, because I feel like Brian and I can have very like objective perspectives on certain things. And the beautiful thing. Fire and water. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very fire and water. And But the beautiful thing is that we've been able to understand each other more because you'll be willing to like ask certain things and be like, okay, well, why do you think that way? Or did this offend you when I said X, Y, Z? And why? And like you'll ask those questions not to pry because out of ego, you ask because you want to actually understand. Mm -hmm. And it shows it's not, you can feel someone's energy. You can see the difference from when it's like an ego thing or when it's like they want to prove a point as opposed to like, no, I genuinely want to know. I genuinely want to understand. And I probably didn't have experiences back then where I was around people who allowed me to do this. Mm. Um, So I feel like that's the prime way that I can really respond to that question mm. is dealing with our differences by being willing to listen and also being open to um, conversation, not necessarily having a debate and go back and forth. Well, I disagree and I don't like the da, da, da. Mm-hmm. but being open mm-hmm. and open, being open really goes a long way. So key. It mm. goes a long way. And that's, I'm going to leave that and drop the mic and pass it <laughs> over to you. They drop that, that was mic, beautiful. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we definitely deal with a lot of differences here, not just within the team, but the entire co-working space, the event (coughs) venue, the people that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes it's like just the floodgates open and the masses are running in and we're just like, oh my God. (laughs) That's how today was, I feel, for me. Yes, yes. But it's a beautiful thing. I mean, we are welcoming to everyone, but at the same time, it takes a lot of our energy sometimes to that we're dealing with so many different types of people all day long. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with you being open and accepting of yourself to be able to be open and accepting of others. I think closed-minded people, uh, for what we perceive them as, oftentimes there's a part of them that they're not accepting of, so they're projecting their insecurities onto other people um, when they don't accept their differences or their point of view. I think taking a step back from your own ego and having to be right all the time, like Tammy said, is very important. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand something, just be willing and vulnerable enough to ask, Mm. oh, well, tell me, tell me more about that. Tell me why you think that way. But not from a judgmental perspective. I think leaving your judgments at the door is very important when dealing with differences. Um, and just being accepting of everyone. I don't know. For me, it's a very, very easy thing. I don't know how to really tell someone how to do it, but I guess I just accept everyone for who they are. Mm. That's beautiful. Noise. <laughs> so, <clears throat> when uh, I think this is just good advice for anybody out there, whatever, whatever you uh, might be going through, you know, whenever whenever you need to level up in life, always, always be the student, mm-hmm. never the master. You know, and that's how I approach everything um, in terms of uh, conflict and conflict resolution and and uh, and conversations. You know, um, when you start assuming that you have nothing to learn from that other person, then are you even having a conversation or are you just waiting for your turn to talk? You know? Mm. Um, 
So I always try try and approach everything from like, okay, I'm I'm the student here. You know, if I'm being approached by something, whether it's whether you know, like, yeah, specifically about myself. If I'm if I'm being approached uh, on something about myself, um, the very first thing that I need to consider is just like, okay, whether there's merit to whatever that other person is saying or not, there's at least a perception, you know, to them, something needs to change. You know what I mean? To them, I fucked up. To them, um, whatever whatever they're saying has real merit and real weight. And that is something to consider as well, even if I, even if I don't um, agree with the message, I still need to be the student and understand, okay, well, where is this friction coming from? Um, and how can we... Uh, work together to get past it because you will only lose you know if you don't have those conversations then what's going to happen is that that other person's cup is going to fill up and your cup is going to fill up and um at some point in time it's gonna you know the the history of whatever is causing those issues is going to erupt and it won't be pretty you know what i mean you only stand to lose by just kind of like ignoring a a situation very much like this conversation um and all of our wonderful entrepreneurs out there you only stand to lose by avoiding the topic because it's coming one way or another you know so why not just address it right now and be the student. I think that's that's beautiful what you said, Nyonis. You know, like be the student. It's so key, just to learn from life. If not, if you if you're not the student of life, then how are we gonna learn? Exactly. You know, such a beautiful, beautiful statement. So, oh my goodness! Yeah. Now that we're coming to an end, um, we've been talking about integrity. We've been talking about really being transparent, and uh, we are also aware of the fact that the equality topic has become a little bit more mainstreamed and um we also noticed that this is a topic that could or could not potentially be used for marketing purposes mm-hmm. but then again our purpose is to really come from a very transparent point and um so tammy actually <coughs> mentioned a little bit about how this is being used just for like marketing purposes which again you could create some ripples mm-hmm. and that's good that's what we need But it's really important to also be mindful that it's not just a marketing strategy. It's not. Please. Well, well, (laughs) what is it? Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that or where you were coming from uh, when when you were like addressing um, specifically equality as a as a marketing strategy? So right now we live in a time that um, being inclusive is. Uh, what's the right word? Trending. It's trending. Mm. It's a it's a it's a fad. It's a thing. Mm. As a po- and it's it's a double edged sword. Is how I look at it. And yes, it can be used as a strategy, but the intention as to why you're using it is really important and has an impact and affects people. A lot of times, it catches up to a lot of these companies and businesses and corporations that try to use it um, as a strategy to, to generate money. And then they forget the people that they're affecting in the process. Mm. We have huge examples such as H&M, 
they 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 failed and dropped the ball quite a few times. Starbucks, they've dropped the ball, and they, mind you, these are humans. Right. These are right. humans. Right, right, right. These right. are not like people make. You know, these are not like a random like a robot creating these. You know, these are human beings that, because of their um, lack of understanding, because of their maybe their one sided way of looking at business, um, like oh, this is trending right now. Like, let's make sure that we have one Asian girl, one black lady, one black guy, one white man, the Indian, you know, the, the Pakistan. Indi- yes. you know what I'm saying? It's curated. And mm-hmm. you can the thing about humans is that you can't bluff us okay we can feel and we know when it's being done right a minority hire (laughs) (laughs) you know you know when you can tell when it's being done right you can tell when it's being forced you can tell when it's genuine and it's really like no we really care about this and yes we're a big brand or yeah we may be small company um but we do our best to make sure that this is important because this should have been the conversation a long time ago um i would love to share just like one stat just for people to be a little more mindful and aware of the importance of inclusive marketing. And yes, inclusive marketing is a thing right now, but it should be beyond that. And we're blessed to be in a time where this is, a, it's the norm, it's becoming the norm. And the the goal should be for it to stay this way, not for it to just be something that's now and then it passes because right. it's no longer moneymaker. Right. Um, 90%, according to Salesforce's new research, 90% of consumers believe that businesses have a responsibility to look beyond profit and improve the state of the world. That's a powerful <laughs> statement alone. Wow. Um, synchron- synchronously, this is a weird word, sorry, Nielsen reports that with 43% of the 75 million millennials in the U.S., identifying as African-American, Hispanic, or Asian, if a brand doesn't have a multicultural strategy, it doesn't have a growth strategy. Now, again, this is a very double-edged sword way of looking at it because it's like, okay, well, in order for us to grow, we need to make sure that we have a diverse um, you know, representation of our brand. Like, yes, you should always think that way. It shouldn't just be a new thing. Um, And yes, that can stunt your growth as a business, but do understand that it has its repercussions if it's not done with pure intentions. It will show down the line if you're not doing it with pure intentions. So be mindful of that. I leave it like that. Yes. So your your overall thoughts on that are, yes, we should uh, be uh, pushing awareness through uh regarding sexual orientation and and all that um but as long as the the intentions are relatively pure yeah they should be i mean it shouldn't just be about money right and it shouldn't be just because it's a thing now it's like yes it's a thing now so definitely take advantage of that especially if you feel like your hurt your voice or your community that you identify with is not being heard this is the best time to do that um but do understand that it, it's it's past that. Yes. And th- you mentioned something that is really beautiful and that actually sort of like connects with the T-shirt that we are wearing today for <laughs> our content. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're human and it's okay. Yes. <laughs> we are totally human. So it's really important that. So we've been talking about the gender neutrality. We've been talking about sexual orientation, the LGBT community. But the most important thing to keep in mind is that we are all humans. The time that we respect each other as humans, that we acknowledge 
our divinity of being a human being. I feel like that's when times are really going to start changing. And to share a little bit on a personal note, I had the blessing to collaborate with a friend of mine on one of her projects. Shout out theblindproject.com. And what she's doing is encouraging people to tell their stories through um, through a slogan projected on a t-shirt. So I remember that when Nicole Neves, the co-founder, she reached out to me and she said, um, so if you were to be a slogan t-shirt, what would it be? And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I didn't really hesitate a second of it. And I said, I am human and it's okay. Because from my homosexual standpoint, from my gay standpoint, I want to live a life where I am actually being able to inspire others to be themselves, to be true to themselves. And that comes from a very human perspective. Mm -hmm. So having said that, check them out. They have some pretty amazing stories. And it brings us up to wrapping up this episode where we just want to inspire others to really be true to themselves, be the best human that you could be feel empowered to be the best human that you want to be because i feel like that's all of our collective mission <laughs> regardless of whatever and wherever the path takes us on be the best human that you can be good thoughts and good intentions are going to take us long way <laughs> so having said that guys i really 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 thank you all for being willing and for opening up this space to talk about such a sensitive topic. I feel like more than anything, we had a lot of fun <laughs> and I really do feel like we're going to touch a lot of hearts and hopefully a lot of people are going to feel inspired yes. to be the best humans that they can be. Yes. Shall we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> also, it starts it starts with this you know it starts with the the conversation yes let's get some other humans in on this conversation yes. what do you think let's also shout out to trans members we didn't have a trans member um a trans member individual to speak on their own behalf but we definitely would would love to invite you into the conversation would love to hear feedback from from that community as well because um, we did mention it throughout in, in yes. this episode and yeah. that they're important. And right now it's very sensitive. Um, they're going through their own transformation and being incorporated in society and being accepted as humans just like anyone else. So wanted to drop that in there just so the love is there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Reach out to us, please, if you have any questions for mm -hmm. Sebastian or any of us we would love to hear from you just don't make it an offensive question con amor <laughs> please it's all about the love and with that said do not forget to rate review and subscribe <laughs> we'd love to hear about your feedback and we'll catch you next time yes. love you guys If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Big Idea Box podcast. And remember, always share with a friend. Stay connected and follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at the Big Idea Box. <laughs>